sometimes you need to hit the pause button as a clinician um, and a researcher and say, hang on, this is what my underlying assumption is. We want to be evidence-based practitioners, but in fact, this is just how we should practice. Ethics is every part of every clinical decision that we make. And what it is that we do is we make lives better. Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hello and welcome to the Speak Up podcast. I'm Simone Arnott and today I have great pleasure of chatting with Vikesh Anand. So Vikesh and I share an interest in talking about and educating people about stuttering, but from quite different perspectives. So Vikesh, thanks so much for joining us today. And perhaps we can begin by telling listeners a little bit about you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Simone. And I'm so excited to be on uh, this, this, this speaker podcast. So uh, thank you for the, the opportunity um, I'm actually a firm believer that if everyone in the world knew what stuttering was, would people who stutter have to walk on, 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 on eggshells? Um, and so this is, this is a great opportunity, opportunity there. So, Look, I, um, I am the national president of the Australian Speak Easy Association um, and currently living in Brisbane. So I've uh, been here about seven and a half years and um, the Australian Speak Easy is, Association, where Australia's peak body supporting um, all people who stutter, and uh, we are a volunteer-based organization all the way to the top. Uh, so my daytime job is that I manage the technology um, at a primary school here in Brisbane. Um, so, uh, oh, sorry, and and I forgot my other side hobby is that uh, I am now um, dabbling in stand-up comedy. So I, <laughs> yeah, pe- people have that reaction, which is funny because I ask, I think about people who don't stutter and I say, what are you afraid of? Like, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have a five-minute block and my, my, my time will be up, right? Because I have five minutes on, on stage. So, so I've done nine uh, performances, uh, stand-up open mics here in Brisbane, um, and it is uh, probably the most out of my comfort zone that I've ever done, which is uh, take a stand-up comedy course l- last year in October here in Brisbane and then actually go through with um, doing some stand-up comedy. So I'm actually looking forward now that some of the re- restrictions are being lifted here to go back and do some more stand-up comedy I know that you focus on some particular areas when you're in your advocacy role as the president of Speakeasy. Um, what do you tend to focus on when you're educating others or advocating for people who stutter? Sure. Thanks, Simone. And I try to focus on, I guess, the, the top three. There are many myths out there, but um, if we focus on, on, on three, hopefully people will remember these three the next time they meet someone who has a stutter. Um, so, so uh, one is that a myth is that people who stutter are less intelligent. This is, this is massive. This is massive not only for, um, uh, for school, but imagine employers not hiring someone because they think this person is not 
is not actually intelligent enough to do this job. And, and, and in reality, there, there is no link between, and, and you can confirm this as a professional in the field, there's no link between stuttering and intelligence. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. No yeah, link so, whatsoever. Yeah, so my, you know, and, and I guess my message to, to employers would be, hey, if, if the CV and was good enough to, to, to get the person in the door for, for an interview, then they have those qualifications. Don't let the way the words come out uh, influence your decision because you've got this myth that because you're stuttering, you're less intelligent than, than the other candidates. And so that's probably the first myth. Um, the second myth is that people who stutter are nervous. And, you know, I actually believed this myth for a long time. Right? I, I told myself I'm, I'm nervous and anxious and this is, this is, this is why I stutter. And, and, and I'll tell you right now, I have zero fear. I have zero anxiety. I do stand-up comedy. So I can't have fear. I mean, you know, you can have fear, but... I don't have fear or nerves when it comes to speaking. I have spoken in front of 800, 900 people, and I still stutter on my name. So I am not nervous when I'm saying my name. It's just the way that I'm wired, and it's just the way that the words that come out. So, so I guess the, the fact there would be that nervousness does not cause stuttering, but it can certainly increase the disfluencies right and then and, and, and i guess the third myth would be that um all people stutter the same or people stutter on every word right and people will tell me right and and i've heard this this phrase that i have a fluent stutter right and so you know i can just keep going and i don't have hard blocks so people are like oh but you don't really stutter so you're saying that based on the number of disfluencies that you don't hear but you don't really know um and, and, and I guess the, the, the sort, sort of the fact to that myth is that stuttering doesn't happen all the time. So there can be scenarios, there can be days or weeks where you may not notice a family member, a colleague, a child is stuttering. You're like, oh, but, but no, they've been fine for the last week. And all of a sudden, this, they're stuttering because it's very random. You know, as I just said about the second myth that, that it's not caused by nervousness, it's very random. And it could be... You know, um, it's it, it, it's very random. Things could trigger it, and things could, could not trigger it, and and it just happens. So um, don't if if you meet someone, don't get hung up on, on the fact that well they haven't stuttered in the in the past week, so it must not be stuttering. It must be that they were unsure or 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 they were nervous. That's been my experience as a speech pathologist too, Vikesh, of noticing how variable and how random stuttering can be. And the challenge for speech pathologists working in a clinical setting is that we often have a very short amount of time to note down uh, severity, features of the stutter, etc. And that sample that we obtain within that clinic visit might be very unrepresentative of what the stuttering is like on an average day. And for someone who might not have an average day, we need to make sure that what we're writing down actually reflects what happens across a day, across a week, across a month, etc. And in all different types of contexts. So what might trigger stuttering, what might assist a person to be more fluent and gathering a lot more information than just that little sample that we, we get within that clinic visit when we're talking to you. 
Correct. And and sorry, can I just just on those those myths? I also have sort of a a, a top three, if I may, of how to uh, how to engage with a person who stutters. Um, and, and, and I guess the first thing is to, to maintain that eye contact, right? Just keep looking at the speaker just as you would a, anyone else. I can tell you from experience, there were many times in my life where I looked away as the person who stutters because I was ashamed um, and I was embarrassed. And I didn't actually want to see the listener's face because I was afraid they were going to be laughing. Uh, and in reality, as my acceptance and confidence grew of, of, of myself as a whole, including my stutter, I learned that people just keep waiting. So from a listener perspective, just, just, just keep looking. E- even if that, the, the person is, is doing some sort of motion to get the word out, just keep looking at them like you do anyone else. Uh, number two, which probably should, should be number one, and I can appreciate the intention behind this one, but... And I'm going to say this for me, because as I mentioned, stuttering is unique. Please don't finish my sentences, right? And this, that's a very unique request. Some people who stutter, you know, I've met people who, who have a, a, a sign for their partner, right? And they're like, if we're out for, at a restaurant and I'm not getting the word out, I'll give her the signal. You, you're cleared to, to place my order now. But until she gets that signal, I want to try to, to finish my sentence. Um, and that's a that's that's a that's actually a conversation to have with the person who started saying, "What would you like me to do? Would you like me to wait, or would you like me to?" Because um, when people used to finish my sentences, I used to get really annoyed um, and and really frustrated by why can't you just wait for me to finish? And then I realized um, their intention was probably to help me. Right? Their intention was, "Hey, maybe." you just forgot what you were going to say, so, so let me help you fill in the blanks. And, um, and so my reaction changed from annoyance to an opportunity to educate. You're like, oh, no, I, I didn't forget. I just have a stutter, so I appreciate your patience. And, and then I keep going, right? So, so I guess let us f- finish our sentences. And number three would be just, just listen and just understand that we may need a bit more time to get the words out. Um, we, you know, I, I like sp- speaking in general is 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 a that's what separates us from the animals, right? We that's that, and if we're unable to fi- finish our thoughts, that doesn't make us feel any. It actually makes me feel less human because I can't even ar- finish my thought in my head. Um, so just let us finish. Just let us finish. We, we got time. That's great. Thank you, Vikesh. And I think that you have probably answered some of my final question to you today, oh. which was actually about SPAR's 2030 aspirations. So Speech Pathology Australia has a document that talks about our aspirations through till the year 2030. And one of them is about clients and communities driving service delivery. So rather than the speech pathologist driving service delivery, having the clients and communities doing that. And I just wondered, you know, what does that mean to you? And do you have a a message for speech pathologists to better service clients and communities in the context of stuttering services? It's, it's, um, thank you for that. And, and, you know, the, the word community actually came up on a recent call that I had with my National Council and Advisory Board, 
as we were thinking of a, about a, a theme for our virtual online conference this year. And, and I think, um, look, the, the message I would have is um, understand what it takes to get that person who stutters to build their confidence, right? I used to, I, I used to all be a strong ad, ad, advocate, and I still am of acceptance, but that can only get you so far, right? I can, I can talk about acceptance. I don't have hard blocks. That's fine. But building your confidence is sort of the next level, right? And, and I think speech pathologists have such a vital role in doing that uh, because it's a multifaceted, and, and I'm not a speech pathologist, but I can assume it's a multifaceted approach, right? It, it's give the person who stutters some, some, some tools, some speech tools if they if they need them, um, and 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 also give opportunities that will help build their confidence, um, because you know I think part of the challenge is that when someone goes to a, a a speech pathologist, they're wanting something fixed, right? When someone goes to any sort of professional, right? I would like this fixed. Well, stuttering is a bit different. And, 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 and I think, um, you know, with speech pathologists, understanding that this isn't like a one size fits all. And while, you know, you may only have training in this methodology, uh, you, 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 you may need to broaden your horizon and you may need to understand that, um, you know, this particular therapy model has worked for the last 25 patients. And number 26, why isn't it working? It's not our fault. And, and it's not your fault. It's just stuttering is as unique as our DNA. Um, I have met thousands of people who stutter. I have yet to meet someone who stutters like me. Absolutely. And I do think that uh, as someone who's also worked with a lot of people who stutter over many, many years, just the diversity, the individualization, and as you were saying, the uniqueness of every person who stutters uh, is really significant in learning how to work effectively with people who stutter and working and connecting with communities um, of people who stutter. And so I'm going to end it there, Vikesh, but thank you so much for joining us today. I know that the insights that you've provided today will actually inform and educate and put a little spark in people's minds to go out and get more information and connect a little bit more of it. Just you've provided more understanding and we've kind of got into your head today and I really appreciate that. Uh, it's going to help students, speech pathology students. It's going to help working speech pathologists. And I know that these podcasts go out to the general community as well. So I think you're going to connect with a whole host of people. And I will encourage people to look onto uh, YouTube to find some of your comedy sketches. So if you want to add in a final comment of how we find that, and then we'll end it today. Sure. And, and can, can I just say thank you as well um, to, 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 for, for your time, Simone, and to Speech Pathology Australia for this opportunity opportunity um you know i think there is a lack of stuttering uh, just awareness in in general because we are only the one percent right and people have but that can't be an excuse uh for, for for ignorance forever right we we have to do what we can so i so so i thank you and everyone involved in in uh in making this happen um look i'll give you two links speakeasy.org.au is the Australian Speakeasy Association 
and my own advocacy site is my stuttering name, which is Vikesh. So v triple v i k e s h dot com, and I've got I actually added a, a section recently called comedy. So I've got a few few short stand up com com comedy bits and a link to the YouTube where I do post n not only comedy but also um, other uh, speaking opportunities that I've done over the years. Uh, about stuttering as well. So, thanks again. Thanks so much, and we look forward to uh, seeing more of you on YouTube and all around the world. Thanks, Vikesh. All the best. Thanks, Simone. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening, and bye for now.